your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. On today's episode, we got some news to get to about some players involved in the Avalanche Predators series. One, namely, on the Predators, one big one on the Avalanche uh, Avalanche are mainly healthy, but yeah, uh, there, there is one that's still lingering. So we'll talk about that. And then the big one for the Predators, obviously. Uh, what does that mean for the Avalanche lines? If uh, Nazem Kadri, who's we're talking about, if he is not there, what happens to the lines? We'll kind of discuss that. And we have we're, we're going to get to a sound check. I know no game has been played, but we are going to set the tone for the no pun intended, by the way, actually pun intended, by the way, for uh, the playoffs with a, a sound check and some songs that uh, get us pumped for the postseason because this is this is it. This is like, what we live for, man. Now is the time. Uh, first things first, follow the show, social media outlets, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show, L O P N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Before we get to any of that, Kyle, as we're recording this, the first two games, I think, or I know one of them is just done. The, the Hurricanes beat the Bruins 5-1, to one, and the Maple Leafs are running away from the Lightning right now. There's still seven minutes left in that game, but the Maple Leafs are up 5 to nothing, And the Blues have scored. The Blues... Uh, one nothing against Minnesota right now as we are recording. So, uh, it, like when we were talking about yesterday, when we did the crossover with with the Predators uh, host with with uh, Nick and uh, Ann. I was like, I hate when we're not the first day. Yeah, but in another way, I guess you want to put a positive spin on it. Like it, it kind of just like relaxes me a little bit. Like, all right, yeah. let these teams go and duke it out for a little while. And then if I was a player, I'd sit back and watch this, and it, I think it would calm me down a little bit. I really do. Yeah. So what do you think so far? Because these are these are No, great. I completely echo what you're saying there. Because, like, if – like, yes, I would love to watch the Avalanche. Like, I'm itching for that hockey – like, this hockey playoffs is what I live for. Like, I mm-hmm. love that atmosphere, the environment, the intensity. I love it. But, like, with the Avs being tonight um, – you get to sit down as a hockey fan and get to enjoy the game. You're not being stressed. Like everything isn't like crucial. You get to soak in the atmosphere. You get to watch like teams like the the cream of the crop to quote the great prophet, Macho Man Randy Savage, like the cream of the crop out there going and like duking it out. And you get to enjoy it as a hockey fan hmm. tonight. We enjoy it as avalanche fans. It means more. So you get to enjoy it like I'd like kind of like it this way. You get to watch and enjoy the atmosphere. But tomorrow we take it in and dissect literally everything the Avalanche do. <laughs> yeah. And the, the Blues are kind of throwing me off of uh, what I was going to talk about here. But that's still early in that game. And they have one nothing lead. So forget about that. But those first two games, Maple Leafs, that's winding down. And, and they're going to obviously win that one. And the Hurricanes with a five to one win. Both home teams. 
mm-hmm. that that really stuck it to the visiting team in game one. It's only one game, but those are tone setters. You know what I mean? And we'll see what yeah. happens with the wild game. And I think we kind of know what's going to happen in the Oilers game, but, but actually you never know. That's why the yeah. playoffs are so great. Well, actually we're going to get to our brackets later too. We, we kind of filled out our brackets in, in full. <clears throat> I think, you know, who's going, we have winning it, but all the other stuff will be fun too. But yeah, like this is, this is why you want home ice and, and you set the tone for the, the rest of the series. It doesn't mean the lightning are out of it. It doesn't mean the Bruins yeah. are out of it, but they have a lot to think about now while you have two teams that are like, we just have to keep doing that. And, and that's like, you bring up a great point there, like the trends and like how you could observe how other teams are doing. Like with the avalanche playing tonight against Nashville, you want make sure you put your knee braces on because you don't want to go knee jerking to say, well, Tampa did it like they I can't believe Tampa looked like this or Toronto looked like this. And why is it Colorado looking like this? Like, don't don't start knee jerk reacting to game one. Right. Um, you can you can establish your identity in game one, but it doesn't establish the series. Yeah. So and like game two is a little bit more like it, it means more. It's how you respond. That's what we want to see out of the avalanche. So put your knee braces on. Don't start um, beating your chest if they dominate in game one or start crying like the sky is falling. If we they happen to drop game one, it's a series. Yeah. Just you gotta win remember four. that. You got to win four. Um, as far as injuries go, the big one. And when we were talking to Lockdown Predators yesterday, we didn't have info on UC Soros. We knew it wasn't good, and we were kind of like reading the tea leaves, and it's like, yeah, he's probably not going to be there, at least to start, and that's kind of what we got. And mm-hmm. they, they're they saying they're not going to play him for the at least the first two games, so those two games in Colorado, and then they will reassess that. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, what I posted was how I read that is we're going to reassess the series after two games. Mm-hmm. And depending on where we, we being the Predators, sit after two games, uh, we may or may not play UC Soros. If they're up, let's say the Predators are up two to nothing in this series, you're not going to play him. You know yep. what I mean? Like, because you have a, a, a cushy two to nothing lead. It doesn't mean that series is over. If you are down two to nothing in that series to the abs, I think they play him. But I also think it's how they are losing. Yeah. If, if they lose two games to the abs in dramatic fashion, like they, they get blown out, they're not even in the games. Why would you not start Soros? I mean, it, I don't think we were kind of saying it's, it's his ankle. At least that's what they were guessing. So it's nothing. I mean, you could play through that. You're not going to be. He's not going to be 100. If he if he do, if he misses those two games and plays the third, you're not getting a miraculously 100 Soros. You're maybe getting a 75 Soros. And do the 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 Predators want if you're down to nothing and and not looking good, a 75 Soros more than what you have in that probably. I honestly, the way I see it, if the if the Predators happen to steal one game in that two game stretch, you might see Soros. If it's two nothing Avalanche, um, I don't know. If it's one one will be interesting. One one will be you're right. Uh, because what you what you're really doing with 
wheeling Soros in there, just literally pushing him out on the ice. Like the Predators really kind of squeaked into this position. Like this isn't like you're not confident that you can really run the table because if you happen to get past the avalanche, it only gets rougher and it gets more difficult. And what you're really doing, like, especially with an injury like this, mm-hmm. if he goes back out there and re-injures it, then you're doubling down on it. And then you're taking yeah. all of the energy out of there. Um, you really feel down like, well, that was our last chance. Um, and you don't want to put him in a position that he could further injure this more. And then, really toss things into like the off season into a weird, like it affects your moves, what you're going to pick up in the off season. Is this something you have to address? Like it's a really risky move, but if the predators happen to pick up a game, you might see them out there, but if it's two, nothing avalanche, it's one of those that you're like, if we put them in there, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it's the playoffs though. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're not going to throw in the towel during the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> I get what you're saying. Like, the question is, should they? Should they? If you're down two to nothing, you're like, all right, <clears throat> we'll give it the old college try. We'll keep what we have in net, whether it's Riddick or not, and and just just leave him on the sidelines. And we'll, we'll we had a good season. Well, he'll come back healthy next season. You're right. Maybe make some signing. Who and come back strong next year? Or do you still fight? Two nothing is is not the end of a series if they're down two nothing, but it's all dependent on like. You could, I mean, if it is an a, a high ankle spring, that's easy to re-aggravate. So it's they're in a tough, tough spot. And especially like if you re-aggravate it, like if Soros isn't hundred percent, you re-aggravate it, and then he Swiss cheese out there, like that takes you out emotionally. And then yeah. you're slight like you feel like nobody's helping you in net. You're all on your own. And games three and four will feel insurmountable. Because what do you do? You put him out. If you're down two nothing in the series, you put him out there, maybe to to get the guys going. But he's not 100. percent And the Avs just light him up, and then you have to pull him. Yeah, that doesn't look good either. So. That was your last. That was the one thing you were looking forward to, and the one thing we really talked about a lot with the Lockdown Predators was Soros, Soros, Soros. And you put him back out there, and he's not making a difference. Like that, mm. that takes you out emotionally. Yeah. We will see. That is going to be an intriguing storyline as this series goes on. Uh, for the Avalanche, uh, really the only one we're keeping an eye on is, is Nazem Kadri, and it seems like he has picked up whatever Miko Rantanen had in a non-COVID-related illness. I don't know. Maybe it's just the flu. The kissing disease. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, hey, now. <laughs> um, maybe he's, you know, it kept Miko out for a good amount of time, but yeah. it was – if it were the playoffs, could Miko have played? Uh, maybe, maybe a fight through like a, a virus or something like that. And he was saying things about um, Jared Bednar was anyway about um, Devon Taves, who was kind of nursing like minor injuries. And he said, if it was a playoffs, he'd be out there. Yeah. So is it that, you know, because it is the playoffs, we will see Nazem Kadri or whatever he has. I mean, if it's knocked him out, and, and he is just, you know, couch cushion in it, you know, just couch surfing and, and you know, being a, a couch potato like and he can't get up. Maybe he won't be there. I don't know. So you don't get a lot of info on it, but we'll see. Obviously, I think the difference in the Soros situation and the Kadri situation, if Kadri isn't 100 percent and he's not feeling 100 percent. 
it's next man up. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. You don't have that option yeah. with Soros and Net. Like it's not you don't have Soros too. Like you could find yeah. somebody else. Like if if Nas he knows himself, he knows what he could do. If he goes out there and he feels like he's dragging and he doesn't, he can't get his wind, he can't get his feet, can't catch his edge because he's just not feeling hundred percent. Put somebody else in that's hundred percent mm. that wants that moment, that wants his spot on the roster, who needs that little step up. They'll be fine. You can yeah. catch it. You you know it's not. You don't have to be there for that game. For that one game, right. Mm-hmm. If you get an extra day off and then be there for game two and you feel a little bit better. We'll see. Yeah. But you're right. For Soros, Soros, in my opinion, and when I was thinking about it after we made our predictions yesterday with, with the Preds guys, um, <clears throat> he's he's worth two games. Yeah. You know I mean, if, if he's not there, I said abs in five. If he was there and he was 100%, would not have surprised me that they pushed this to a seven-game series. I think he's that valuable to that team. So him not being there, even if it's for two games, the Avs have to pounce on that. They absolutely have to. You you know he's not going to be there for two games. You need to be up two to nothing in this series. No doubt about it. None. The uh, the game 82 version of the Avalanche stole two games against these Predators um, just off magic alone. And Soros mm-hmm. has that magic quality. Yeah. All right, let's hear from Athletic Greens. And then, you know, we were talking about Kadri. Let's talk about the lines with him or without him. Um, and where do they go from there? So uh, first, Athletic Greens, our next partner, has a product that Kyle and I have been using for quite some time now. And like I said, it is Athletic Greens. And uh, what is it? It is a one scoop in your morning water and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day. Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. So basically you should be taking this before you hit the ice in game one against the Nashville predators. You hear that Nas? That's how I read that. Is it, well, and, and Eric Johnson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the aging. Come on, bro. Get on your athletic greens. Uh, it was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. And it cost him $100 per day. So he created athletic greens after experience how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. It costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health. And it's cheaper than your cold brew or coffee habit. It's cheaper than getting all of the different supplements yourself and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient and daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in your, uh, excuse me, it's one scoop in a cup of water every day. And that is it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your gut health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network once again it's athleticgreens.com slash nhl network take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate and daily nutritional insurance okay nazim kadri maybe maybe not um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, if they go out there for morning skate and he's not there, I think there's your answer. Uh, maybe he gives it a go and then we'll hear a little bit later on if he's going to be there or not. Maybe it's a game time decision. Who knows? 
Well, let's talk about it. If he is there, we were talking yesterday on the crossover. Um, we kind of got word that with Gabe Landeskog back, he would be on the second line. So your first line would look like uh, McKinnon, Nachuskin, Rantanen. Your second line, again, assuming that Kadri is there, it'd be him, Landeskog, and Arturi Lekkinen. And then your third line would be, I had it here. You got it in front of you. E. <clears throat> Comfer. Here we go. Yep. Abe Kubel. Berkey, Comfer, and Abe Kubel. So, uh, and let's see. So you have your fourth line. <clears throat> would be what well hang on hang on here no we we messed we we hold on so if kadri is there your third line is burkowski Berkey, comfort and and new hook yeah new hook right. that's correct so then your fourth line is what you're going between abe kubel cagliano uh nico sturm darren helm logan o'connor five dudes you got to pick from uh Whittle it down to three. Not including McDermott, but you could make him forward. Yeah, you could, but I think with all those guys healthy, I don't think he he overtakes any of them. Unless the oh, series gets really chippy, and then he yeah, he'd be thrown in a little it, bit later. I only bring that up because of the way Nashville played us the last time we met. Like, right. if you wanted to go out there and, you know, really just, like, punch him in the mouth and – get back to avalanche hockey, you could activate them. But, I mean, goodness, like, what do you do with that fourth line? Like, Abe Kubel, Cagliano, Sturm, Helm, O'Connor. I would put uh, – we've been saying this a couple times that we've gone back and forth, a couple uh, listeners in the YouTube comments about why are we holding on to Logan O'Connor. Mm-hmm. The potential's there. I know, but I, I think that holds water during the regular season about potential. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about potential in the postseason. I want action. Yeah. I yeah. need action in the postseason. I need production in the postseason. And while I love Logan O'Connor, uh, but the one thing that he does where you're really confident in him is the penalty kill. Yeah. So if you remove him, like that's what you're sacrificing. You're removing him because five on five, he's been struggling. Yeah. Uh, but he he's still you know very sound in the penalty kill. So what do you do? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. I would. It would be if Nas was in the lineup. This would be a Abe Kubel Sturm Helm fourth line. So Cagliano and O'Connor are gone. Yes. So here's the interesting thing with with Kadri not in the lineup. They were running Landeskog, Newhook, Lekkinen for the second line, Burkowski, Comfer, and Abe Kubel on the third line. So does that give you some insight into what, you know, who would be on the third line if Kadri's there? Does that mean if Kadri's there, Abe Kubel goes from the third to the fourth? You would have to assume that. Yeah. You'd have to assume they are they're upping him onto the third line because they need they need to fill that spot if Kadri's not there for the second line. So is he kind of like a favorite right now? Or does it just work out because you know he'd be on the right side? I, I don't I don't know. Like that that's when I saw that yeah, when I saw Abe Kubel's getting worked out on that third line, that just I was a head scratcher. Another like I don't yes, he's had a, a really good performance a couple weeks ago, 
But my goodness, is that really a third line playoff like potential? Who would you put there instead? I would probably put Sturm. Uh, I wouldn't do that because he's he's your, he's your center. You need him to to take faceoffs on the fourth. Well, line. If, but who would be your fourth line center then? JT Comfer. He'll improve everyone that's down there. Well, then you're moving. So you, who would be your third line then? It'd be well if 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 New Hooks on Berkey, the second line, Berkey Sturm. Okay. It would be Berkey Sturm, and then um, you got Helm. You got O'Connor. Abe Kubel. Oh, Connor up there. Okay. See, for me, I, I don't know. Like, I, because I've, if you're, if you're dropping Landy down to that second line, right. You're committing to this like spread out, like you're wanting every line to be potent. You uh-huh. don't want two potent lines and then a hodgepodge. Like, be creative. You have Berkey on the third line. Let him be like the talent that facilitates and you can, I I'm just, I'm not believing in Abe Kubel as being that, that guy, especially in the playoffs. If he really couldn't get it done consistently in the regular season, I don't see what he does when the lights are bright uh, on ESPN. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I, I just, I mean, I, I like his work ethic. Um, for a fourth line guy, I yeah, I am a little bit surprised to see him on a third line. So if he's there, so let's say let's say Kadri's not there, and Newhook goes up to the second line. For me, I would I would do Burakovsky, Comfer, and I would put Darren Helm on your third line. He he had you know he has a ton of experience. He's got the speed. You know he is seasoned. He he's a, a postseason seasoned player um i would put him on the third line and then my fourth line would be Sturm and at the center um abe kubel and i then it's down between cogliano and o'connor and again cogliano is kind of in the same realm as helm as like he has the experience do you put him in there or do you put helm has proven it Cogliano has had every chance. Possible. I know he hasn't really impressed me a ton since he's come over. He hasn't, but he's not been. I, I feel like he's not. He's he's done. He's come over and done what he's supposed to do, which isn't a, a a heck of a lot. They're not they're not relying on him for a, anything to like really turn the tide of a game. But I feel like you, sometimes you can get that with Logan O'Connor on a fourth line. Um, like, I don't. I I, yeah. I get that as well. But the the Avs were on a the losing skid to end the regular season. So if mm-hmm. you're in there doing what you're needing to do, it's in a losing effort as well. Like you need production, and like when we ask for production, Cogliano just cannot step up and give you that. Helm has. Helm has absolutely. I, I that's why I was surprised to see Helm on the fourth line instead of um, Abeku Bell. I would have switched those two guys. Yeah. So, um, and this is the thing, like, this is, this is what we're discussing. And I feel like either way, the abs are okay. They're good. Yeah. However it shakes out. I honestly feel like Cogliano is your scratch. Um, yeah, you can activate them depending on what the playoffs look like from game one, but I don't, 
I just don't feel confident in putting Cogliano on my game one roster. But it would not surprise me if he goes Cogliano, Sturm, and Helm on a fourth line. That's a solid fourth line. It is. It, it is. It really is. And, and O'Connor is the odd man out. Uh, it, 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 w- it would not surprise me. He has – that is a fourth line that is – that those grizzled vets. That, I, I, that's not a bad I get fourth this- line. I get weird vibes from LOC. Like he's got that new, like that new hook potential where he's just right there. And especially what he could do on the penalty kill, like shorthanded, what Mm -hmm. LOC can do. I feel like LOC is primed. And I feel like he he could step up in the playoffs with the bright lights of the ESPNs where Cagliano can't. And I feel like Mm. if given the chance, I feel like LOC could explode and surprise some people. He could. He could, but I, I feel like he, because he he kind of just faded in the regular season. I don't. I ha, I do. I, I want. It's so weird because I like. I don't feel like Cogliano did a ton, but I feel like he's that guy that can perform better. Not turn it around where it's like, oh my god, this dude's an all star. But I feel like he he's been around long enough to know how to play in the postseason uh, because he's been around long enough, and he can do <laughs> that. It's the age-old question. Is it better to fade from vision or never show up at all? Yeah. It's tough. It's, it is. It's tough. It's, <laughs> it's tough. So, uh, and, and the way that it is for game one could be completely different than game two. If someone doesn't play well in game one, you, you have, you know, whoever you was the odd man out, you can, if they played atrocious and you're like, yeah, we cannot, th- th- we can't do that again. Bring somebody else in. Bring in O'Connor. And with this, and with the Avalanche team that we have, you never know. Like we could, we could put this fantasy line together right now, and then an hour before the game, uh, insert name here is out. Yeah, and then, exactly. Or they could post the lines, and then Bednar completely switch them up in the tunnel. We've seen I don't that know before. If you can do that? Can, can I don't? I think I've you, seen I've seen lineups posted, and then they completely flip that. The uh, wild game, they had um, all those scratches were announced. Like we were reading off in the Twitter space the roster that they had posted, and three or four of the players that were scratched were you found that out on ice. Oh yeah, wow. I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I I want to see. Uh, it's this is the the chess game that the Avalanche are going to play. So and that's it's an advantage compared to Nashville because they're not doing this right now. No, they're not. They're not talking no, about who's their, in on the fourth right, line. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's hear from Bet Online and then uh, get to our sound check and then our brackets, which are mm. sure to be 100 percent accurate. Uh, but BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and our wonderful NHL playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs to eSports and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, we normally do sound checks after games, but... Uh, this is the fun thing about it. We can just do it whenever we feel like it. Uh, and now is the time. We're going to be doing it, I'm sure, for the draft uh, and for any free agents that happen to come into uh, the Colorado space. 
but we're going to do one right now to set the tone for the playoffs. So basically songs that just amp you up to get ready. If you're not amped up already after watching what's going on uh, right now, the the few games that have, that already took place. I'm going to look up the scores right now as we're recording. Uh, (laughs) It is now two to nothing St. Louis at the end of the first. So that's the only game going on right now. Oh no, the Edmonton game has started. Uh, That's zero zero right now, but uh, you get fired up for this time of year because it's the best time of the year. So hit me with your, your track that gets you fired up and, prepped for the postseason for the Colorado Avalanche. If this song doesn't get you fired up, your wood's wet. <laughs> it's a it's a hidden gem on probably one of the greatest one of the greatest arguably mm-hmm. heavy metal albums of all time, Hellbit for Leather, Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Take on the world. If you mm. you're going to hear it, you're going to be able, you're going to think it's that same style of Judas Priest. Listen to the song it will fire you up, especially going into this playoff. Oh, it is a That's anthem. what you want. Yes. It is what's, it, absolute... what's it called again? Take on the world? Take on the world from Judas Priest. It's kind of accurate for the uh, Especially when the lyrics are sung, like Halford really singing it to you. It feels like marching orders. It's such a good song. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. I think it is. Av's got to take everybody on they're going to get their best from everybody so uh highly appropriate song for me uh, i went the route of disturbed and the the song is uh ten thousand fists which is just like that that's yeah. what's it, it's what ball arena's got to be i yeah. you know the song couldn't be eighteen thousand three hundred fists in the air that just doesn't have the same ring as get on uh, that 10, damien <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a, a, a great song just to, mm-hmm. to, to just get you pumped and it, it's all inclusive. This is like, we're all in this, we're, you know, way more than 10,000 strong, obviously, but yeah. you, you get the idea. Um, so there they are, um, go to the soundcheck or LLP and soundcheck on Spotify and follow along. So, uh, it's it's a can't, good listen. Can't beat it. Can't beat it, man. So, um, I think the name of that album is Ten Thousand Fists, too, right? Yeah, Ten Thousand. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Great album. Great album. The title Great track from Ten Thousand. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no dress code. Um, <laughs> all right, we. Well, yeah, well, uh, all the ones and twos. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, you know, everybody has their brackets. This is you know like the hockey version of NCAA tournament. Um, I know a lot of people out there have <clears throat> started their own and, and, you know, we, we just filled them out on our own to see how things, I honestly didn't know how things would play out. You can yeah. say at the beginning of the season, it's going to be this team versus this team, but you know, much like the NCAA bracket, a team that you thought was going to go far, like you got to plan out their, their path. And yeah. sometimes they're going to run into a good team that might interrupt that. So I did. I did this purposely to, to see if the teams that I thought would make the final uh, would. And I think because of the way it's playing out, especially in the East, it's changed for me. Yeah. So why don't we go through the West first? Because I feel like obviously we're both going to have Colorado in the, in the Stanley Cup final. Wait a minute. What? No. I'm just yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but their, their path for me, obviously, I have them beating um, Nashville in five. 
And then the Minnesota St. Louis series, I have St. Louis winning that in seven. As do I have I have them winning it in six. In St. Louis in six, really. Okay. Yes. And then Calgary, Dallas. I have Calgary winning that in five. Likewise. Edmonton Kings, Edmonton in five. I have the Kings. No, dude, you are the only one on the planet. I think who has it. So if you if you do that, uh, much credit is coming your way. I don't think just, anybody is picking the Kings to win that. I have the Kings in six, and I feel like it's going to be the ugliest Whoa. series of the entire playoffs. Wow. Okay. All right. So then we both have Colorado versus St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they don't put it up there for you. Let me see. What do I got here? This has total um, six game vibes. Yeah, I'm just going off the top of my head. But I, I agree with that. I, I would it's, think that's that's a six game series. Would not surprise me if it's a seven game series, but I, I just feel like Colorado matches up well then with them. Um, yeah. I agree. Six game series. So I have Calgary Edmonton. You have Calgary Kings. I do. So I have I have Edmonton beating Calgary. And that to me would be a seven game series. Wow. Yeah. I have Calgary beating the Kings naturally in five, but yeah. Edmonton beating Calgary. I do. I really do. I just feel like so many people are so high on Calgary. It's going to get to their head. I, 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 I feel like I the Kachuk factor um, yeah. is a huge thing against Edmonton. I, that's, I mean, I think everybody wants to see that matchup. Oh, yeah. Cal- oh, yeah. Everybody. Everybody. That would be a seven-game series I think Edmonton takes. So I have Colorado-Edmonton. Uh, you have Colorado-Calgary. Well, you got – yeah, I got Colorado-Calgary. Okay, yeah. So I obviously I have Colorado going. Um, I think that would be a really good series. I think Edmonton oh, matches up well with them. Uh, would not surprise me if that's a seven-game series. I think Colorado Conference would Conference final, McDavid, McJesus. Come oh, my God. I mean, that that's, that's what the NHL wants – to yeah. have a Calgary Edmonton semifinal, and then your final is McDavid McKinnon on, on the you know on the West Coast anyway. Barry um, McCarr uh, would be would be epic, but I think the Avalanche would would take that and probably seven games. That won't be easy. I have a feeling at that point, getting past that round mm-hmm. in conference finals against Edmonton, mm-hmm. that has a five or six game feel. I think so. Okay. I feel like once they do it, they're going to believe in themselves getting past that round and they're going to take care of honestly. Cause I had Calgary on a five or six game. Like I feel like once they get past that hurdle, they feel like they can do it and they're going to believe in themselves there. All right. All right. <clears throat> and then, so, but you have Colorado Calgary though. Mm-hmm. And, and is that, is that what you're saying for Colorado Calgary? Is this a five or yeah. six game series? Yeah. Insert uh, okay. team here. All right, all right. You could put anybody in that. I, I don't see them going the distance okay. for like seven games. All right. Over on the East, and this is where it gets interesting and a little bit fun. Uh, yeah. Florida, Washington. I think Florida, although Washington's playing better, Florida is, is just a really good team. You have a, you have a sweep? I have a sweep. I don't think so. I, I think Washington is good for a couple games. So if I, I think Ovechkin, you know, that is a factor. I think he should be there. I don't, I haven't really kept up too much on his injury. If he's there from game one, I, I, I think Washington is good for two wins here. But I, so I think Florida wins it in six. They're going to come in with the juices flowing. They are going to sweep Washington. All right. Uh, Toronto, Tampa. I have Toronto in seven. 
I have Toronto in six. Carolina, Boston. I have Carolina in six. I have Carolina in five. Wow. Uh, Rangers and the Penguins. I have the Rangers in six. I have the Rangers in four. You think they're going to sweep them? There is no way. Really? Okay. <laughs> no way. I, I just don't. I mean, sweeps are tough to tough to predict. Um, but another I, I think, team that's looking to prove theirself, and this is the playoffs for the Rangers to really solidify that identity. It's very true. Um, all right. So I have Florida and uh, Toronto, and you you have that too, right? You have that as well. I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have Toronto beating that. I have Toronto beating Florida in seven. I, I, I've seen this Florida team. I see what Toronto's doing now, but I still think that Florida can outlast Toronto. I, and, and another thing that I think is big for this is, let's say you're right and Florida just flies through Washington four games and then Toronto gets pushed to seven games in, in Tampa, mm-hmm. that plays a, a factor. That will play a factor for the next round because Florida is yep. nice and rested and Toronto's fresh off a game and probably a bruising series if it goes seven games. Maybe my attitude changes. I can't change it from at that point in, in the playoffs. But um, I think because I think Florida at least goes six with Washington and Florida ha- or um, Toronto has that extra game against Tampa, point seven, they're still kind of like, you know, one has played six games, the other played seven. Kind of, you know, the scales are even there. I do. I think Toronto is is a team that is kind of possessed for this postseason. And as good as Florida is, Toronto is damn good too. Yeah, they are. They really are. And they are. honestly, I could be wrong there, and I would be happy to be wrong in that position. Mm. Um, and then we have we both have Carolina and the Rangers in the other series. I have the Rangers winning that, and I think that's going to be a seven game series too. I got Carolina in sixth over the Rangers. Okay. So I have Toronto and the Rangers. You have you have Florida and Carolina. That's this is where we go our separate ways. Wow, we the, the seas have parted. Um, <laughs> I have Toronto. I have Toronto over the Rangers. Um, I don't know how many games it will be at this point, but it, you know it'll probably be a, a six or a seven game series, maybe seven at that point. Like you're saying, the teams are. The, the whoever makes it to the final in the Eastern Conference is going to be beat up. Yeah. <laughs> and and it might be one team is more beat up than the other. And they just they don't have anything left in the tank. And maybe it's a short series. Whoever I don't know. But I have Toronto. I have Carolina beating Florida in seven. This one goes Which to could happen. Because, That's the thing. Because they are so beat up. It's one of those that is just Swinging, hoping something will land in the late rounds. Yeah, and it's amazing how we have like a completely different final and and different teams winning yep. because all of that can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, "Oh, you're crazy." Like, no, like anything it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I have a Colorado Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley Cup final. I think the two teams, the one team that struggled to get out of the first round, the one team that struggled to get out of the second round, both make it to. The top of the mountain, the Kadri cousin. There you go. I wasn't even thinking about it that way. Yeah, there you go. Um, and wouldn't that be poetic? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, God, that would be fantastic. So, uh, and if that is the final, 
man, that would be a like the, the the couple the one game that they played, we can forget about it. The other game that they played, fantastic. We get seven games of that. Wow. Bring it on. Yeah. What do you got? I got Carolina and Colorado in my final. Mm-hmm. The Ian Cole Cup, I guess. Um <laughs> I got the Az winning that one in six. Yeah, if it was Carolina and, and Colorado, I, I I feel like uh Colorado matches up pretty well with them. Yeah. I mean, they match up well with anybody. They're they're a good team. So and especially because there's no road past the cup. Like this is it. I feel like this is one that the Avalanche like tie their bootstraps and just get to business and take it. And for both of our matchups, the Avalanche would have home ice because Florida's (laughs) not there. So that plays a role too. Um, All right. I know people are going to have their comments. Uh, Comment away because this is, this is the fun part where we, uh, we, you tell us what you have in your, in your Stanley cup final. If you want to bring in any of these other matches, and you you think that you know we're crazy that you know the Rangers are going to sweep the Penguins? Uh, let us know if you think it's the opposite. The Penguins going to sweep the Rangers? That would be shocking. If you believe in the Kings like I do, if you do, if you do, well, I, hey, I, dude, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. I wouldn't be against it. So uh, yeah, let us uh, or tell us what you have because uh, it's fun. That's what mm-hmm. we do. All right, everybody. Uh, tonight's the night. We have uh, Avalanche hockey in the postseason. We've been waiting for this for uh, quite a while. We knew that they would get there. Regular season is over and done with. That book has closed. So uh, the next chapter is right now, the postseason. And the Avs got to come out like the Maple Leafs did. Yeah. And uh, what was it? And, and like the Hurricanes did. Like it you did. were on yeah. home ice. You're going up against uh, a goalie who has struggled. Take advantage of that early. Early. So mission is clear. Yep. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap it up for today. Kyle and I will be back, obviously, tomorrow to talk about this game in detail. So until then, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. Go check out Locked On NHL. Make sure you make that your second listen of the day, clearly, with everything going on uh, in the postseason. I am Chris Maselli. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.